is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. It's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers Mike Van Dees joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? That's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker. Deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Happy Monday. The Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center and inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave on a beautiful day. A little windy, though. Uh, I did not golf today. Golfed on the weekend, but did not golf today. I had my eyes checked today. And, you know, they do that dilation thing. Um, actually wasn't as bad. She only did, like, a quarter of it. And so I didn't have the, the you know what I'm talking about, where you can't read anything. So I could have golfed today, but I didn't. Anyway, hope you had a great weekend. We're going to do a weekend recap with Jordan Nelson coming up, the Missoulian reporter, 406mtsports.com. Stick around tomorrow, early preview. Danny Sprinkle will join us, the head coach of the Montana State Bobcats. And uh, there's some talk of a bubble for basketball. I want to get Coach Sprinkle's thoughts on that and uh, a whole lot more. Don't forget you can watch on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and also uh, listen on uh, Podbean Network One Sports. Go to jasonwalkershow.com for anything, and uh, you can email us anytime, or tweet us, or Facebook us, but email us, jasonwalkersports at gmail.com. All right. Uh, we have talk maybe of Southern Utah for the Big Sky, maybe not going to be around anymore, Southern Utah, uh, and a lot of nominations for Auto Concepts Performance of the Week, which is great, and... Uh, had some great performances too, and um, what else we got? We got a lot. We got a lot to get to today on this day in history. So, uh, so let's get to it. We start with our daily COVID update, and uh, here in a second, as soon as I figure out what I'm doing, because trying to figure something out. Um, there we go. All right. Uh, let's see, our daily COVID update. Montana reporting 212 new cases. 9,649 have recovered. Active, 5,008. 14,847 uh, confirmed cases since uh, March. 190 deaths, 201 currently in the hospital. And, and uh, Yellowstone County is seeing a huge increase. 1,164 active cases. And there's a story that if they see more coming out soon, they'll impose new restrictions, um, which will either go into effect on October or before October 31st or on November 2nd. And then the next day, of course, is Election Day. 121 active cases in Rosebud County, 238, Roosevelt 157 in Bighorn. 
471 Cascade, 281 Glacier, 730 Flathead, 173 Lewis and Clark, 318 Gallatin, 336 Yellowstone, uh, Jefferson County, 43, 81 Deer Lodge, 64 Silver Bow, and the numbers just keep increasing. They keep going up, and we're going to see that. Hill County, uh, 85, 67 in Tool, uh, 54 Blaine. I did see this today, Blackfeet Reservation. As of today, had 312 active COVID cases, according to Blackfeet Incident Command. That is more than double what they had a week ago. The stay-at-home quarantine order remaining in effect on the reservation through at least October 13th. And that means sports, obviously, are affected. And the tribal community has done as much as possible to try to keep COVID away. Uh, But it is really, really affecting the reservations in Montana. Something to definitely keep an eye on moving forward. I also did see this today. A uh, North Carolina... Third grade teacher has died after testing positive for COVID. Her students were quarantined as a result of the exposure. Um, died over the weekend. Just died days after testing. That's in North Carolina. Also, in the southeast, Appalachian State, a 19-year-old basketball player died last week of complications from COVID-19. Chad Dorrell, uh, playing basketball, but he was a student for App State, but uh, he died on it last week. His mom, Susan, issued a statement and said, quote, as our family suffers this incredible loss, we want to remind you people to wear masks and quarantine if you test positive. Even without symptoms, you have no idea who you can come into contact with that the virus affects differently. Chad was incredibly tired for two weeks, and little did we know it was secretly attacking his body in a way they've never seen before. Doctors said that Chad is the rarest 1 in 10 million case, but if it can happen to a super healthy 19-year-old who does not smoke, vape, or do drugs, it can happen to anyone, end quote. Thoughts with that uh, family? And it's it's a serious deal. Uh, There are people on Twitter that responded to me, Um, that are saying that they're waiting for MHSA to lay the hammer down or parents refusing to let their kids play in places that cases are rampant, such as Yellowstone County, Flathead County, Missoula County, Gallatin County, Cascade County, Lewis and Clark, the big ones for AA. It's going to happen. We saw, what, eight games postponed last week or canceled? Big Timber Fairfield game was postponing, uh, was canceled because... It's a non-conference game. But someone in Big Timber tested positive for the disease, and some of the football players were identified as close contacts. So that was canceled. And over the weekend, we saw, what, 400-plus cases in Montana, a new record. So... It's uh, it's definitely out there, and it's definitely frustrating, and it's definitely scary. Not fear-mongering, not nothing. That's just the case. 
All right, uh, still to come, we are going to chat with Jordy Hansen uh, on this day in history coming up. We've got a big one uh, for sports. And we'll give away our auto contest performance of the week. Got some great nominees, which we'll get to here in a second as well. Uh, wanted to run through College Rodeo, wrapped up the fall season in the Big Sky region at uh, Northern with Brody Smith of Western winning the bareback. In fact, Western men won the team title, Montana State men second. Montana State men still have a big lead going into the spring season. On the women's side, MSU women, of course, winning. Uh, U of uh, University of Montana Western women taking second. Montana State women, big lead. A tie down. Uh, Talon Lytle of uh, University of Montana wins the tie down. Breakaway went to Ryland Lufkin of Western. Remember, we had her on the show. She was the all-around champ last year after the fall season, and then there was no spring season. Saddlebronk, uh, Clancy Glenn of Montana State. Steer Wrestling, Clay Johnson of MSU. Goat Tying, Lindsey Pulsifer of MSU by three one-hundredths over her teammate Paige Rasmussen. Emmy Ilgen of Western was third. Barrel Racing, Kristen Kitson of Northern wins on the home track, 27-21. Uh, Shea McDonald and Shelby Rasmussen split fourth and fifth. Kim Williams of MSU second. Ellie Linder was um, third. Team Roping, Rope Three Irons, Alonzo Skunk Cap taking the win. The Northern and Western Cowboys. Bull riding. Chance Switzer of Dawson goes 146 on two head, the only one to ride two. Uh, men's all around, Brody Smith out of Western. Women's all around, Paige Rasmussen of Montana State. So that's the fall season um, as it ends in the Big Sky region. They'll start back up again in April, hopefully, and they should. Uh, so heading in now, Montana State men, Western men, Northwest College, one, two, three. And the Bobcat men have a nearly 600-point lead going into the spring. On the women's side, MSU, Western, Northern. And Montana State women, 2,778 points. Western in second with 1,449. It's not close. Cody Faulkner of Montana State leading the men's all around. Samantha Kearns leading the women. Saddlebronk, uh, uh, University of Montana's Tyler Turco. Bearback is being led by Brody Smith of Western. Bull riding, Austin Herrera of Northwest. Tie down Levi Delamarter of MSU. In fact, MSU has the top four spots. Still wrestling Clay Johnson of MSU. And again, they have the top four spots. Team roping header Garrett Duncan, MSU. Rope three irons is in third. I just love that kid. Uh, the healer side, Colton Fisher of MSU. Barrel racing, Samantha Kearns, MSU. Breakaway, McKenna Shower of um, the other one of the schools that I can't even think about right now. Why? <laughs> can't read the abbreviation. Uh, go tying Paige Rasmussen. Big lead. Um, where's that girl from? Miles? No, Northwest College. I'm sorry. Anyway. Okay, there we go. We got it all figured out. I knew what I was talking about. All right, here's some nominations. Your auto contest performance of the week. Ready? Uh, Christian Hansen had a block punt return, or block field goal return, rather, for a touchdown to lead Butte to a win over Capital. Caden Hewitt, five touchdown passes again. 
Second time he did it all in the first half, 297 yards. Helen High romped Flathead 40 to zip. Uh, Rafe Miller had three touchdowns. Jordan Jones with five touchdown passes, four to Tucker McBeth. Bozeman beat CMR 63-19. Libby quarterback Jay Beagle ran for uh, touchdowns, three touchdowns. And Libby and Butte Central, which was scoreless at the half, Libby wins 42-14. to So there's 56 points scored in the second half. Tell Arthur Rush for five touchdowns. Frenchtown beat Polson 56-46. Three touchdown passers from Tyson Rosted. Hamilton throttled Columbia Falls 35-7. Five touchdown passes for Carson Hunter in Miles City's win. Gavin Vandenacre caught three first quarter touchdown passes from Trey Hovland. Townsend, a 44-0 win. Brady Bucksbaum ran for three touchdowns and five two-point conversions. For uh, Fairview, as they beat Westby Granora by 32. Bill Ullery with three scoring passes, two more on the ground. Fort Benton rolls Shoto. Cage Struts rushed for five touchdowns, passed for another for Big Sandy's big win. Robert Crosby rushed for 274 yards and five touchdowns and a 30-yard interception return as Victor snapped the 16-game losing streak by beating Troy 70-52. to uh, Lauren Linseth, 24 kills, 29 digs. CMR got a win on five over senior. Tia Mercer, four goals, four assists. Polson down Libby, 10 zip. Uh, Helena's Kylie Hartnett with another win in cross country. She might challenge for one of the best all time, and she's already in that category in Montana. Glacier's teammates, Jake Rendina. So Rendina goes for seven rushing touchdowns Thursday. Yeah, 275 yards in a, in a big win over Hellgate. In that game, Hellgate sophomore wide receiver Leo Filardi, 348 yards receiving with 12 catches and three touchdowns. A record for an 11-player team in the state. So just some of your nominations. We'll talk to Jordy Hansen about the Glacier win over Hellgate and big uh, big win for Sentinel. Double A, we'll talk about Frenchtown, we'll talk about uh, Hamilton, we'll talk about a lot more when Jordy Hansen returns, or comes back, onto the show, when we come back, Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. 
doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Fall is officially here, and now is the perfect time to get your rig tuned up before the big hunt. That means a lift kit from Auto Concepts. An Auto Concepts lift kit will help take you places only the animals can go. And when you do get that big one, make sure you have help to get a home with a winch to pull it out. Or maybe you'll be a good friend and help pull someone out of the snowbank. Check out AutoConceptsHelena.com for more ideas. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State from rodeos to portraits and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work, then Give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. Mark Photography.com. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rockers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rockers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rockers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Welcome back, Jason Walker Show. Monday in the Major Mortgage Man Cave, we are presented by Capital Collision Center. You know, we know the great work the Capital Collision Center has done. Both my vehicle, many other vehicles here, not only in Helena, but across the county and across the people from across the state bring their vehicle in. Well, that is because Capital Collision was one of the first shops in the country to become manufacturer certified, requiring special training and equipment. It is very important to Capital Collision that your vehicle is properly repaired to manufacture repair requirements to maintain the safety and value of your vehicle. Well, what does that mean? That means that when your vehicle is getting fixed, there's a playbook, whether it's Ford, Subaru, GM, that they follow step by step to make sure that your vehicle is basically like it came off the factory. That's how the repair is done. It's beautiful. Capital Collision Center on Euclid in Helena. 
Jordy Hansen is uh, running errands, so he'll join us uh, in the next segment, which is no big deal because we'll just shift, we'll just turn a little bit um, our segments here, which is uh, which is actually okay. So there's some confusion right now. So we talked about Tia Mercer had four goals and four assists for Polson Soccer in a 10 nothing win over Libby over the weekend. Well, then there's this from Jack Ginsburg at MontanaSports.com that the girls' soccer team actually has been on quarantine at Polson since the 29th of September. And so they canceled a game with Columbia Falls on the 29th. It says... They'll miss the final three games of the season against Libby, Big Fork, and Whitefish. Well, they just played Libby. So if someone knows what the hell is going on, how did Tia Mercer score four goals and have four assists if Polson canceled its game against Libby? This was a 10-0 win on Saturday against Libby. So... Mm, that's crazy, for sure. <laughs> um, no doubt about that. So, all right, we'll we'll dive into that because that is that's just goofy, right? I'm not the only one thinking this. Maybe I am. Who knows? You can email me, JasonWalkerSports at gmail.com. You can uh, tweet the show at JWalkerSports. You can get a hold of us on the Facebook as well. Ooh, the neighbor's got his garage door open. It's weird. Our neighbors are very interesting. They, like, never leave their house except for, like, work. I got the garage open right now, but my shade is mostly shut. I can't quite see in. Hmm. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I feel like, uh, was, it, was it Rear Window? Is that what it was? No. Um, yeah. That Hitchcock movie where the dude just, like, I feel like a weird spy or something. Anyway, uh, Southern Utah could be leaving the Big Sky Conference soon. This report came out, what, Friday? Late Friday? Saturday? Um, Friday. They could be leaving the Big Sky Conference for the Western Athletic Conference. On Friday, Matt Brown, a former SB Nation editor and now works for, uh, was it called Extra Points, said a source, quote, familiar with the wax decision-making, end quote, revealed the new member would be Southern Utah. Uh, according to this report, SUU uh, said that the school hadn't received an official invitation, according to President Scott Wyatt. Uh, he said, quote, has not received an uh, SUU, Southern Utah University, has not received an official offer to join any other conference, although the discussion comes up from time to time. We would not consider changing conferences unless it presented enhanced opportunities for our Division One student-athletes and for our community, end quote. But uh, State of the Address... State of the University addressed by Tarleton State President James Hurley said that statement is not entirely true. Uh, he said they're adding new members. Just yesterday voted a new member 
on or voted on a new member. And in the next week or two, you'll see them make an announcement, and it sounds like it's going to be Southern Utah. Tarleton State, a new member of the WAC. Dixie State, which moved up uh, as well. The WAC does not have enough football player, uh, play, football playing teams to go full FCS. Remember, the WAC used to be pretty good on the D1 level, but then it kind of dissolved. So they have to have six. So you've got Tarleton State and Dixie that both play football. In fact, Montana State was supposed to play Dixie State pre-COVID this year. New Mexico State uh, as well. New Mexico State's an FBS independent. Tarleton, Dixie, FCS independents. Now with Southern Utah, the Big Sky has 13 football playing members and 11 full. Prior to joining the Big Sky, Southern Utah played football in the Great West. And then in 2012, you had North Dakota join, which they just left, what, a year or so ago to go to the Missouri Valley. And Cal Poly UC Davis are football-only members. Idaho came back, remember, a couple of years ago, dropping down. And, of course, the speculation is that other Big Sky teams could potentially then leave the Big Sky to go to the WAC, such as a Northern Arizona, which would make sense because of geographics as far as not traveling all over the West. Um and NAU, is that was a big one on the Twitter over the weekend. Uh, Lance Hartzler, who we've talked to with on the show, uh, mentioned that, that that it would be a uh, be an NAU-Southern Utah-type thing going together. Could you see a Poly or in Davis maybe going football only to the WAC to give them their six that they need? The Big Sky is too big. The Big Sky definitely needs to lose some teams. There's no question about that. Um, you're going to probably see, and, and over the course of the next couple years, which would is it, it's terrible, but it, it probably will happen. I think Portland State and Northern Colorado drop to D2, just financially that there's no way they can stay, especially after losing football this year. And if there's no football in the spring, which I don't think there's going to be, then it's going to be tough for for Portland State and Northern Colorado to to stay ab- above. D2, D and, and stay in the FCS D1 level. So something to keep an eye on. Ken Haslam, University of Montana Athletic Director, was asked by 406mtsports.com about Southern Utah possibly leaving, and he said, quote, news to me, end quote. So we'll see. I think that news probably breaks here at the end of this week or next week. Southern Utah is going to be leaving. And it's a smart move. I mean, they're in the middle of nowhere Teams fly into Las Vegas and then drive back to Cedar City. That's how. I mean, that's. it's hard to get to Cedar City. It's a long bus ride. And if you if you go to Vegas, I think it's like a three-hour bus ride back instead of like 10 hours one way from like a uh, MSU or UM. So keep an eye on that. 
what else did we want to hit on before we get to our good buddy Jordy Nelson? Or no, Jordy Hansen. What did I call him? Jordy Nelson? Who the hell's Jordy Nelson? Did he play football for the Packers? Is that, is that it? Jordy Han- uh, Nelson was the wide receiver for the Packers? Good Lord. By the way, some more nominations. Can't believe I forgot about these guys. How about your golfers? Your state winners on the golf? Um, how about that? On the team, on Class A, you had Whitefish Boys and Cameron Zakali, who won in a playoff over teammate Billy Smith, a one-hole playoff. Girls, Laurel, again, wins. Macy Greenwood of Corvallis, though, wins the individual crown. Double A, the Bozeman girls, that's what, five straight now? Sammy Yates wins it by a stroke over teammate Cooper Nahr. And uh, Cade McDonough, a freshman out of Sentinel, wins by four shots. Sentinel boys win the team title over the Bozeman boys, or Gallatin boys, Gallatin, by six shots. Yes, Jordy Nelson was the Packers' wide receiver. And there's a story. What's the story of him and Aaron Rodgers in a hot tub from with some girl? Is that like from 10 years ago? Am I just making stuff up, or does that sound familiar to anybody else? I don't. I could be making it up. I have no idea. We're going to talk to Jordan Hansen when we come back next. Jason Walker Show. Stay with us. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Fall is officially here, and now is the perfect time to get your rig tuned up before the big hunt. That means a lift kit from Auto Concepts. An Auto Concepts lift kit will help take you places only the animals can go. And when you do get that big one, make sure you have help to get a home with a winch to pull it out. Or maybe you'll be a good friend and help pull someone out of the snowbank. Check out AutoConceptsHelena.com for more ideas. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Storewide savings is what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Fall is officially here, and now is the perfect time to get your rig tuned up before the big hunt. That means a lift kit from Auto Concepts. An Auto Concepts lift kit will help take you places only the animals can go. And when you do get that big one, make sure you have help to get a home with a winch to pull it out. Or maybe you'll be a good friend and help pull someone out of the snowbank. Check out AutoConceptsHelena.com for more ideas. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. 
Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State, from rodeos to portraits, and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work, then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. MarkLaRoePhotography.com Oh, welcome back, Jason Walker Show. I have no idea what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to fix stuff, trying to show something cool. It's not working. I'm calling guests the wrong name. Maybe I've got COVID. I don't know. I don't. I don't have COVID. I don't want to get that rumor started. All right, I want to get uh, get to our next guest, our first guest. Wow, it's a Monday, and I haven't even been drinking yet today. Jordan Hansen joining us from the Missoulian, 406mtsports.com, terrific sports reporter. How are you? Um, before I, you answer that, I called you Jordy Nelson from the Green Bay Packers, the old wide receiver from back in the day. I guess that's not bad, right? No, I mean, he's, he's a little bit more talented than me in probably just about every aspect that you could possibly be more talented than someone, but, you know. Are you a Packers fan? No, I'm a Vikings fan, actually. Ooh, so that's kind of a double insult calling you Jordy Nelson. You know, I always kind of, I always kind of liked him though, and I think it was because um, you know we we had the same first somewhat nickname. But you know, I mean, he's he's good. He's a good. He was a good slot receiver. I mean, you know, he, he wasn't quite Julian Edelman, but you know, he, that's that's some uh, that's a big comparison there. Hey, so you do you remember this story? It, was he with a hot tub and some girls and Aaron Rodgers? I don't remember this entirely. I, I could be making it up. I mean, that sounds vaguely familiar, but again, as a Vikings fan, I really can't say much of anything with the whole love boat and everything in the <laughs> early aught. I mean, started talking about Michael Bennett and yada yada yada. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't really know if Vikings fans have a. Too much room to talk on uh, TMZ rumors with us uh, in the past. So. I got you. I got you. Jordan Hansen joining us here, Jason Walker Show. Um, you're like it's like the Jason Hansen. If we combined, we'd be the kicker for the Cowboys and the Lions. And again, probably making a lot more money than either one of them. So. <laughs> There's no question about that. Hey, uh, all right, let's get to what you really know, and that is uh, high school sports in uh, Montana. And before we get to our top five polls of the week. Um, there were some great, great performances over the weekend, not only in football but let's and soccer too, but let's start Thursday night because you saw a dual great performance with Glacier and Hellgate and almost two records broken. Yeah, and that game being good kind of came out of a little bit of nowhere. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, Hellgate really hasn't, you know, looked that good, you know, the first couple weeks, and, you know, but they've been getting better. And, I mean, you know, Glaciers was undefeated coming in and obviously ended up winning the game. But, like, yeah, uh, Jake Rendina, um is one heck of a running back. And he scored seven touchdowns, which was unbelievable. But then you have Leo Flaherty, um, a sophomore slot wide receiver for uh, for Hellgate that, you know, just casually just dropped 348 yards and on, a, on, like, a, on, like, 12 catches and scores three touchdowns and, just you know, breaks the just casually just breaks the state record on a Thursday night. I mean, it was 
it was incredible, especially that third quarter. Um, Hellgate got within uh, three points twice. And then it just, it was back and forth and back and forth. And the coaches and stuff were going on the sidelines. And like one of them was like, man, you, you, you gotta, you gotta write like three stories about this. And like, you know, it, it, it's like, you know, this is, this is, this is gonna be all over. And yeah, no, it was, it was, it was cool though. And like, uh, it was, it was fun to see Hellgate, you know, kind of have, you know, something like that. Cause, you know, they've been kind of down and, um, to, to, to be able to, to really, uh, win a game like that, um, you know, especially with just kind of how crazy that was. It was, or to you know be in a game like that, not win obviously, but no, that was that that was fun. And um, Dante Myri, um, the um, Hellgate quarterback, uh, you know, he wasn't even sure he was going to play on that Thursday. Right. It wasn't until like Thursday afternoon that he was like, yeah, you know, my ankle's feeling a little bit better because he got knocked out of their game against uh, Helena High um, and didn't return. So um, you know, they went all week working with another quarterback, and then you know they just throw their starting quarterback in to you know. And he throws for well over 400 yards. So, wow! I mean, it, was, it was it was pretty it was pretty incredible. And the other thing too is that uh, Ian Finch for uh, Hellgate uh, caught four two point conversions, which I, I've never seen at a double A or even an A level. Some kid catching just one kid catching you know four four of those. And um, I guess the I guess the um, the Forty Nineers could have used that last night. Huh? <laughs> no, that, no question about that. Um... But, yeah, I mean, one game where you get these great performances. And for Filardi, you know, he, like you said, he's working with a new quarterback all week, and then he goes out and has 12 catches. How many times did they target him? Shoot, it would have had to probably been 15 or 16. Um, the, and, the, and Ian Finch, too, probably had a lot of targets. But um, there was just some just overthrows, especially in the end zone. And, like, Hellgate could have won that game. I mean, like, they, like, they had chances. Um, at the end of the first half, they had, like, uh, I think it was five or six plays because there was a penalty. Um, they had, like, five or six plays within their own 20, and they just kept taking, like, fade route shots in the end zone, but they could just not get in, like, you know, and, and, and they couldn't run the ball either. I think they ran the ball, like, five times, and they passed it 55 times. It, it was just, it, it, it was, it was like, if you like, like, high-speed football like that, it was just, it was, it was just crack. I mean, it was, it was incredible. And I think it was what forty to thirty-eight at one point, and then Glacier gets the final two scores to make it seem larger than it was. But what a great game Thursday! Um, and then we saw Gallatin get pounded by Skyview. Skyview's won two in a row now after losing two straight or twenty-two straight. Yeah, the Falcons are are looking a little bit better. I mean, um, and I mean, you know, it's, it's, again, it's hard to say with you know Glad being you know in their in their first year like that, but that was impressive. I thought. Helena beating Kalispell the way that he did was, and then Butte just coming out of nowhere to block and to block a field goal and return it for a touchdown, ended up winning twenty to thirteen. I mean, there's there some there's some real good games um, in the in the double A, and you know Bozeman kind of a start against Will on CMR as well. Yep, um, that was that was a big one, and um, they jumped back into my rankings this week kind of on the basis of that because I, I, I think I don't think CMR is great, great, but like you know they're they're you know fairly decent team, and Bozeman puts the the hurt on them. So. Well, it appears that they found a quarterback, Jordan Jones in Bozeman, five mm-hmm. touchdown passes. Um, you mentioned the two-point conversion, and I had this on my um, my some of the nominations for, here you go, Brady Bucksbaum from Fairview scored three touchdowns rushing and then had five two-point conversions. Now, I know it's a little different in class, uh, eight-man class C, but that's still impressive, too. 
I mean, hauling in all those passes, he's probably freaking sore on today. I'm sure still, but uh, yeah, no, that was that was a phenomenal performance by him as well. And um, just you know, Thompson Falls continues to do their thing. Uh, their running back had a really good game them as well. And yeah, it's just starting to starting to get fun. The season's starting to get real fun. No so. doubt about that. Jordan Hansen joining us from the Missoulian. Um, some other great performances over on your side of the state. Tell Arthur. Big uh, five touchdowns for uh, Frenchtown and, and a big shootout with Polson. Um, but here's the big one. We talked about it last week. Hamilton, Columbia Falls, and it wasn't even close. It's 35-7. Yeah, I, you know, I, Hamilton just came in and immediately asserted its will on them. Um, I think there was a stat out there that Columbia Falls hasn't beaten Hamilton in like the last, or like only has like a has like a losing record against teams with a winning record, and like they've only won like. I don't know, like one game in the last 13 against teams with a winning record or something like that. So it, it, that one turned into a little bit more of a, a little more of a um, hammering than maybe than maybe I thought it would. Um, you know, and another one too, Libby. You know, gets past the Central. That game was tied zero zero at halftime, and the two teams combined for eight touchdowns in the second half, which is just you know, I mean, very on brand for some Class A football, but still, it just kind of makes you scratch your head a little bit. It's like, yep. all right, well. And, and we didn't even talk about maybe the biggest one that Billings West and you know hammering Billings Senior yeah. too, and you know some great highlights that came out of that, and um, just some impressive performances um, by the by the Bears as well. So it's like you know it's one of those things where it's like like I said things are starting to things are starting to pick up a little bit. They definitely are. We're getting to that playoff chase now, the real kind of chase I think here is Jordy Hansen joining us from the Missoulian. Um, all right, I want to talk about this uh, Tia Mercer real quick because what an unbelievable performance in this game that apparently didn't happen, but then it did. But she had four goals and four assists for the Polson soccer team, which is on quarantine, but they beat Libby 10 nothing. Well, maybe they're just in quarantine together. I mean, I you know, I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on here. I mean, everything, you know, conflicting, you know, all the time. I did I, – just as you uh, kind of mentioned that a little bit before the show, I did see um, what you what you're saying, and uh, yeah, it looks like Jack Skinsberg wrote a story about um, you know how the Polson soccer team's in quarantine right now. So um, that'll be that'll be interesting to see. It was, maybe it was one of those things where it was just a close case and not someone on the team infected, and then you know they uh, you know they went from there or whatever. But um, it's, it's definitely different, and I'm kind of surprised that like. Sentinel and Hellgate, you know, haven't had too much. I mean, I think Sentinel on their volleyball team, that they're shut down for a little bit. But I'm kind of surprised that the two football teams, have, or the three football teams, haven't um, had more. But I, you know, I, it, it's just it's just one of those things. I'm almost curious too at this point. Is, you know, it, are are we going to get to the end of the season? I mean, like this last Friday, you know, it's, yeah, I think it was like eight or nine games that got canceled. Yep. Um, you know, kind of like last minute as well. You know, it just makes you wonder too. It's like okay, like. You know, with some of these teams only playing, you know, a couple games, you know, a team like Malta or a team like Hot Springs that, you know, that, they, that they've had games constantly, you know, canceled. It's like, you know, how, how does that play into the, um, you know, how, how does that play into postseason stuff, seeding stuff? I mean, you know, some some teams you have like, you know, I, I think that I was looking at the conference games. I can't remember who it was, but, you know, there was a team that has only played one conference game and they were, they were like, they're like two and two, but they're one and zero in the conference. So they so they were technically at the top of their at the top of their conference, and that just is like okay, you know, is that and, and and whoever was below them was like three and one in conference. And just you know, the math is just 
the math is hard. Math is. is always hard, and this is <laughs> more difficult than normal. Um, oh, no, no question about it. And it's it's going to be very interesting, like you say. Um, when you look at like Hot Springs was supposed to play White Sulphur Springs, that game didn't happen. They're still both two and zero, and that's it. I mean, like, what if they don't play another game? Can you take a team out of the West for the playoffs? Yeah, and and, and I just and, then, and, I, and I just found the I just found the one that I was talking about. It, it's Shepherd. Shepherd's one and two and one and zero in conference, and Huntley Project three and one overall, but they're three and one in conference. So like, Jeez. riddle me that. Like 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 I, I don't I don't understand like. How you can, you know, give Shepard, assuming that they would, I haven't looked at the rest of the schedule, but giving, assuming that they would, you know, win a couple more games, you know, how, how, how could they be the, you know, top seeds when, you know, Huntley is, you know, obviously, you know, the better team. And then especially when in the North you have like, you know, Glasgow, the 2 0, Fairfield, or the 6 yeah, well, three and zero in conference and six and zero overall, and then Fairfield that's three and zero, and Malta that's three and zero, and they just have played half the games that Glasgow had. So like, yeah. I, it's just it's it's it, 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 it's interesting. It definitely it, it, is because we're well. just a couple of weeks from getting the playoffs started here. Right, like <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, yeah, let's say that. Um, I got a tweet. I don't know if you saw but I got a tweet from uh, somebody over in western Montana, but they said, waiting for MHSA to lay the hammer down or parents to refuse to let their kids play in places that cases are rampant. When you look at the big cities, um, we know Browning. I mean, the Blackfeet Reservation, I don't know if Browning is going to get to play the rest of the year. Um, I don't. It's going to be crazy because they have 312 active cases on the reservation alone. But when you look at, you know, Almost well over 1,100 cases in Yellowstone, 730 in Flathead, Cascade, Great Falls, 471. You got 336 in Missoula. I mean, how does it? I just I don't know. I just don't know. And then the smaller towns, you got like Roosevelt County with 238. I mean, there's, you know, that's next to to Glasgow. You know, I mean, Wolf Point, Glasgow, Malta, all those teams up there. I don't know how it's going to happen. No, and and I, I do think you're you're on something a little bit, of, you know, when when you say that parents might, but I, I think that I think that a lot of parents just want their kids to to play too, and I think that's yeah. kind of been one of the driving forces through through all of this is that just you know the parents are kind of I won't say flexing their power, but they're definitely uh, putting pressure on the schools and the and the other stuff, and then you have the MHSA, which you know I've been critical of, and I think that you know they really haven't done a good job of you know, being the leadership that they need to be. And this goes back to the, go back to the summer when they just kind of kicked back everything to the schools and stuff. I'm like, well, we're not going to make any of these decisions. You can make all these decisions on your own. And that just, you know, makes things way more difficult for everybody. And I know coaches, you know, have been frustrated and administrators have been frustrated with some of that because, you know, they just don't always have the answers to the questions that, you know, parents or kids or, you know, whomever is is asking them because they just, they, they just don't know. And it's, you know, especially now, it's hard to predict things, you know, going, you know, forward. And I, I think maybe now that, you know, significant figures in our government are coming down with this, maybe people will be a little bit more, you know, like, oh, yeah, like this can this can happen to me as well, too. So it's like, you know, I mean, I don't know. It, it, like, like we've kind of been saying this whole time, it's just kind of hard to predict what yep. The, the next week will even bring in, in some cases. Well, and coaches are saying that. And, you know, the, I, you know, I feel for the coaches, the only people like, and you and I have taken a hit on social media at times over the last six months, but 
The only ones I don't feel bad for are the parents. I feel bad for the administrators, the schools, the coaches, and the kids. We all want – doesn't matter how we feel about COVID and how we feel about the safety. We all want a season for these kids. We want them to not have to suffer through anything, and whether it's, A, getting COVID, but, B, just being able to play their seasons. Right. And, you know, I was kind of kicking around a calm idea in my head kind of about that. And I, don't, I really don't feel for the, the parents either. And I, I think that one thing that we could have done and we should have done is just, you know, continue with these, like, limited, you know, number of spectators and stuff at these games. At the very least, that looks good. I mean, and, and it's like, okay, like, you know, we don't really have very many parents. We don't have really have very many people at these games. You know, we can't trace, you know, they're, 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 there's no trace back to these games because, you know, the, the parents, you know, there, there wasn't that many people there. I mean, and, and it just would, would look good. And it's like, okay, well, you know, schools and, you know, these, these games aren't the, you know, the, the spreading points for, for this. So then, you know, we can just continue to, you know, you know, have it. So I, I guess that's kind of where some of my frustration, you know, lies as well is that just, you know, we could have done a better job about, you know, like limiting things and just, again, just even just from a, PR standpoint, it would just it would just look better. But you know, the, the the parents were kind of selfish about this, I think, and and I think that's gonna you know could eventually you know cause the season to, to end early. So uh, yep. I, I just you know, and, and again, I, I want these kids to be able to play. I want these coaches to be able to coach and you know do what they love. It's just it's just very it's just it's just frustrating too because I mean a lot of us I think kind of saw how this was kind of going and how this was you know moving forward and. I could ramble about that for a week, but I'll save your listeners to save you from that monologue. Uh, Jordan Hansen, our guest here, Jason Walker Show. All right, before we talk college, I want to get your th- your poll um, that you submitted, both to uh, 406 MT Sports and also uh, the Treasure State Media Poll. So, Double uh, A, you go first this week. Sure. Um, okay, so pretty similar to what we've had. Um, Sentinel, West, uh, Helena, Glacier, and then Bozeman. Um, Helena, I mean, I, I think is a strong third. West, at this point, you could put them on both Sentinel. They, they play better teams than what Sentinel has. Um, and Sentinel next, this next week plays Hellgate. Um, I don't think their first test is going to come until a little bit later, you know, in, in this season. So, um, I, I could definitely see people putting West above Sentinel. I still have Sentinel as number one because I think, you know, they're undefeated, you know, and, and they look like the best team in the state. But, um, I think once they get a, get a real test, I think that'll make, I think that'll make um, things a little bit more clear. But I mean, just even in even in the game that they had against Big Sky on on Friday, I mean, they're up fourteen zero at half, didn't look good, and then within the within the first three minutes of the second half, they scored two touchdowns. They're up twenty eight zero. The game's done, and it, they just they just have that ability to you know score on you at will and then shut you down on defense. And I think they shut. I think they turned uh, Big Sky over four times on fourth down, including. One at literally the six inch line. It was well, not one, but literally six inches away from the goal line. And you know, it, it's just that that team can do that. And so uh, that's kind of my justification for keeping Sentinel above West. But um, I could definitely see uh, see a little bit of switcheroo there too. Well, I'm going to go with two justifications. I have the exact same poll. I've got Sentinel, West, Helena, Glacier, Bozeman's back in my top five as well because they've played so well since that first game of the season and. They got Kenneth Iden back, the fourth, which is huge, um, mm-hmm. both on both sides of the ball. Um, Sentinel was the number one team in the preseason, so to me, they're the, you can't move them until they lose, and you can't put anybody above them until they lose. And so I've got to keep them 
to me, they're still the number one team in the state. They've gone out, they've won, and we have uh, – we're going to find out in, here in the next two weeks, Jordy, starting Friday, how good Helena High is. And that defense is really, really good. But they have Glacier this week, and then they're uh, Sentinel the week after that. Both of those, I believe, are at home, so that'll help the Bengals. But that's going to be a next big two weeks, really, for all three of those teams. Mm-hmm. And Sentinel really hasn't played anybody on the road yet. I mean, they went to Butte and spanked Butte and Aranchi, which is difficult. No, mm-hmm. no, as about to doubt it, but, you know, that, but I mean, that's kind of one of the advantages that, you know, Billings schools and Missoula schools have is that, you know, I mean, each year, you know, they're away games against Big Sky and Hellgate or away games against Skyview and Senior, you know, West Hart, whatever you want to, you know, look at that. You know, those are still in town and yep. they're more or less, more or less home games. Yep. Or a neutral second, I guess would probably be a better way. Right, to right, yeah. There's, yeah. There's no, there's no adva- disadvantage to being on the road there for those schools at, the, at right. those games. So, um, so like same top five in the double A class A. I've got Miles City, Hamilton, Billing Central, Dillon, Columbia Falls. Um, similar, similar. Um, I have Hamilton, Miles City, uh, Billing Central, Dillon, Laurel, and then I actually have Libby um, at six, and then I'd have Columbia Falls at seven. Oh, okay. Reasoning. Yeah, so. Just- just dropping down Columbia Falls a little bit just because of that performance against Hamilton. I mean, it's hard. Um, Libby's 6-1, or 5-1, uh, excuse me. And, you know, they've, they've looked pretty decent at points. Um, I'm trying to remember who they played this who they played this weekend. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, BC, we already talked about it. Um, and, you know, so, you know, that's a team that I think gets Hamilton next week. So, I mean, that'll, that'll tell some things about them. But Has C um, Falls and for, Libby played yet? Yeah, they played early in the season. I and think, I think that won. was. Yeah, yeah, I think that, I think that's Libby's. I think that's Libby's one loss. Okay. Um. So yeah, pretty similar. I like it. We're still smart. We're still together. Uh, Class B: Fairfield, Manhattan, Glasgow. I moved Townsend in at number four, just the All way right. that they've been playing. And then I've got a tie with Malta and Florence Carlton at five. That's yeah. I, I'm I'm still pretty high on Florence. Um, I've, I've got I've got Manhattan at the top, uh, Fairfield, Glasgow, uh, Florence, Townsend, uh, and then just Malta, and then Big Fork, and then Huntley. Okay. Um, I'm I'm a big proponent of that uh, Townsend uh, defense. I mean, they've been they played they, they played really good against Whitehall. They played really good against Columbus. Um, you know, it'll it'll be it'll be fun to see um, what they what they kind of look like. You know, kind of down the road. Um, that's a team that you know, especially this year, I think that. Um, you know, defense is going to be one of the things that's going to win you a championship, and I, you know, we'll we'll see, we'll see if they can get, we'll see if they can get out of the first round. They also got a school record forty yard field goal from Sam Lane in their win over Three Forks this week. But I mean, Trey Hovland is great. Gavin Vanderaker, they're just athletes. And at Class B, that's what you get. You don't have just football kids; you have athletes. And uh, every one of those teams we just named um, has a ton of them. Absolutely. And I and I think that's one of the things that makes class B football so fun is that you know you you, you, you pull kids from you know different different kind of backgrounds like that and um, you, know, you get your farm boys and you get some of your other um, you know players as well and uh, athletes as well and it just it, it definitely it definitely makes that a lot of fun. All right, eight man, you go first. Sounds good. Uh, my Fort Benton Longhorns uh, and then Thompson Falls, Joliet, uh, Flint Creek, Gobi. Uh, Fairview, and then yeah, I just have Belt and Shelby um, following that. So just okay. going, just going a little bit, going a little bit further down this week, trying to help out Victor, uh, who usually does the 
10 for B, 8-man and 6-man. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that, no, that's right. They do, yeah. Um, and 406mtsports.com, great power poll. And then, of course, Treasure State Media Poll comes out on Wednesdays. So it's fun to compare them, um, which is weird because a lot, well, a lot of you guys vote in both. Um, okay, here's my 8-man. You're going to love me. I moved Fort Bend to number one. There you go. I got Thompson Falls and then Drummond Phillipsburg slash Flint Creek. Uh, Jolly yeah. at four. And then I go in a tie for five. I've got Belt, Charlotte, and my Westbury Grenora Thunder. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was, uh, didn't Westbury, or no, they didn't, they didn't play this because. Yeah, they so, got pounded. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that's, I, I drop them from, to five, but I still got to stick behind my Thunder. So lone loss and eight man. You know, I, and and Fairview's Fairview's a tough team, so I you can't you can't always right. uh, drop them drop them for for that. So um, yeah, so definitely some good games in the um, eight man ranks as well yep. this week. And I, yep. you know, Bridger took or Bridger took down a good uh, Broadview Levina team, and I mean that's a Bridger team that I think is like two and two, maybe still has a little bit of a chance. Um, and I was kind of surprised MS beat and Sheridan as well. I mean that was. Um, the Sheridan team that you know it's kind of good this year. I mean they're three and two now, and um, you know that was a that was a big rival, rivalry game for them for sure. Um, especially now that they're back up um, in the eight man and can play the NS and Twin Bridges of the world again. So you know I know down 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 there in the southwest corner of the state, it's a that's a big that's a, a big time big time football. And, well, what's yeah, interesting no, about that Broadview Levina game in six man is. You know, Broadview Levina had not allowed a point until last week when they gave up Fiddy to Shields Valley and they gave up Fiddy to Bridger. They've given up a hundred points in the last two games. Yeah, and um, I'm mixing up my eight man and six man again, so far at the end of the tunnel. Oh, I still got you. We're good. You're just moving on. It's fine. Uh, six man, Big Sandy, Shields Valley, Freud Lake, Richie Lambert, and my powerful Power Dutton Brady. Yeah, um, I still have hot springs in there. I know we're I know we're kind of talking about it. And it is hard with them with two games, but um, I've got Big Sandy, Shield Valley, uh, Ford Lake, Hot Springs, Power, uh, Tri City, and then Richie Lambert. So okay, pretty 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 similar to yep. what she's got. Yep. No, nope. and I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, some big games this weekend, as you mentioned. Uh, you look in Class B. You got Glasgow Malta uh, for one. You uh, this normally would have been a big game, but Eureka Loyola. That's not. That's not even a good game anymore. I don't think is it. No, I, Eureka's really kind of falling off. I was yeah. a little, I was a little bit surprised. Um, it'll it'll be fun to see what uh, what what Big Timber and Manhattan can do. I mean, I think Manhattan will win that game pretty handily. Uh, Three Forks Jefferson should be okay. Uh, Whitehall should be Columbus, and that's kind of a big game for Whitehall because they're kind of you know still a little bit hanging around in that. Um, Hanging around in that you know potential playoff spot, and that's a Columbus team that they should that 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 they should win against. So um, that'll be that'll definitely be one to watch for me. And then um, you know going down a little bit, um, you know West Peak and Orem brought us that should be an okay game. Belton Shelby will play, um, you know at the eight man level too, and that that should be that should be another one to, to kind of watch. Uh, power and power play power plays Big Sandy down in the six man, so that that'll be. That'll be one to watch. And then uh, Knoxon coming off a couple straight wins, playing Hot Springs, assuming that game happens. Um, you know, that'll be, yeah, seriously helpful. And for like Lebo, that should be that, that should be an okay game as well. So definitely yeah. some definitely some games to watch. Uh, Grass Range and then uh, Tri Cities as well. So I mean, there's a um, 
you know, plenty, plenty to, plenty to look around with. Dylan at Libby, that's a long road trip for the Beavers and against a really good team. We'll find out that whoever wins that game stays alive. The other one, you're done. Yep. Well, and 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 that's exactly what that Paulson Frenchtown game this week was too. I mean, uh, Frenchtown saved their playoff hopes with that and they have a winnable um, schedule kind of out, you know, as they don't have to really play too much of anybody, you know, as they, as they go through the, go through the latter parts of the season. So, um, yeah, that'll be that'll be a big one, and then um, I was trying I was trying to remember what the what the big double A games are this week. Well, well the, you got I'm, Glacier at Helena. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's might be the biggest. Um, yeah, Victor. Capital, capital. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say Victor. After losing so many in a row and getting a win, they're at Charlotte this week. So yeah, I'll see if they can see if, see if that was a fluke or. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, I was just going to say Capital and Big Sky. I, I mean, it's not a. It's a game at the bottom of the conference, but um, I think I think it'll be a good one and one that Big Sky should should have a chance to win. I'm sure I know that they're pretty excited about you know what they feel like they can do through the rest, the rest of the season. But we'll we'll definitely see. Um, yeah. See if Whitefish can test. See, see if Whitefish can test Hamilton as well. That's all that one. Yeah, um, so. I did want to bring this up. So does okay. So that Noxon or White Sulphur Hot Springs game was supposed to play last week. They moved it to this Saturday. At one o'clock, but Knoxon is supposed to play Hot Springs Friday night. Is Knoxon just done, or is Hot Springs done? I I'm not, I'm honestly not sure on that one, and that's one that I was actually kind of curious about um, as well about their scheduling. We hadn't you know heard scores from them the last couple weeks. I, I I personally need to reach out to their coach to see what see what's kind of going on, but I'm sure it's more than a little bit of uh, frustration um, there for them, especially again, that's, that's a hot spring team. That's it's a good hot spring team. It's just, they haven't had the chance to, to, to play much of anything for games. So. Uh, here's your other double a Butte's at flathead. Uh, uh, I think Butte rolls yeah. in now in that one. Uh, Capital big sky Hellgates at Sentinel. So Sentinel stay fire B five and O Gallatin is at CMR seller dwellers. I'm going to pick Gallatin. And then you got yeah. Bozeman Belgrade has already been canceled. So Bozeman's going to lose a game and lose that. Mo- do they lose the momentum now because they have a bye week? You know, I, I don't, I don't really know on that one. I mean, you would think maybe, cause especially, you know, coming off a big win like that, like, and like you're saying, like figuring out a quarterback, figuring out some of your offense, getting Kenneth back. I mean, like that's gonna, especially that being like, Again, like, you know, Bozeman can ha- sort of have their, you know, city championship sort of games as well as now, and that's kind of going out the, going out the wayside. And uh, it, was, it was a little bit surprising for me because, you know, it seemed like Belgrade just kind of, you know, just shut everything down. It wasn't mm. just, you know, one or the other. It was uh, pretty much all of them, which was definitely a little bit surprising to me. We hadn't really seen um, that happen, especially at a school of, of that size yet, so. Um, that 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 had the little uh, exclamation points flashed in my head a little bit. So. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Uh, the other one, Skyview at senior, and then Great Falls Highs at West. So senior and West should roll. Uh, I, I think the only the only big change we'll see is that Glacier and Helena High game. I mean, we're going to see which one of those two can keep pace with the, the likes of Sentinel and West. And I. And, and honestly, I think I think it'll be Helena. I mean, I think that the I think that Hellgate kind of exposed um, some of the Glacier's corners a little bit in the secondary. Um, I know Hellgate was pretty happy with how they were able to get um, some separation and 
Um, Helena, Helena has some wide receivers, and you know, obviously they have a great quarterback that you know be able to take advantage of some of those matchups. I think, and um, you know, on on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, I think Helena has a huge advantage there just because of the athletes that that they have, and um, you know what they you know can do. Um, with their blitz packages and their coverage packages and stuff like that, it's just it's it, it's impressive, and they're playing at a, they're playing at a really high level. They and are. I think, um, you know, they're obviously very well coached, and I think that's a that's a big part of it too. Is if you can really coach up, you know, your secondary and defense, and again, especially like this year where you know trying to put in some of the things in your offense maybe is you know start a little bit later than than, than what you wanted to for for some schools. So. Jordan Hansen, our guest here, Jason Walker show. Be right before I let you go, there was the news that came out on Friday that. The Big Sky could potentially be losing Southern Utah. It looks as if it's going to happen based off some statements from uh, Tarleton State uh, president. Um, but look at like SUU is going to head to the WAC, which is now going to be an FCS program or uh, conference. Uh, remember when the WAC used to be pretty good on T1 and now they're going to be an FCS? But with Southern Utah leaving, potentially, that would leave the Big Sky with 12. And then possibly... You and I both know Lance Hartzler, who covers the the uh, Lumberjacks down at Northern Arizona, down there in Flagstaff. He thinks NAU could leave as well. Yeah, and I think there'd be a lot of Grizz and possibly some Cat fans too that would not think that was the worst thing in the world. I mean, there's a lot of um, you know people that I think believe that the Big Sky is a little bit too big for for what it should be, but. Once you start losing some of these teams, I mean, I think you're going to start losing some of the California teams, and the Big Sky could 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 be hurting a little bit here, especially with the you know the the whack maybe coming into uh, um, its own. And it looks like you need um, six teams to uh, you know be able to um, get an auto bid uh, for you know an SDS team to get in the playoffs. And um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if if they can get New Mexico State. Um, to drop down from FBS. They've been an independent for years. I mean, I know that they've um, been in the Sun Belt and just a couple other conferences before um, the WAC. So um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But um, we, we, we had it on pretty good authority last week that, that this was probably going to happen. Um, I reached out to uh, SVU on uh, last Tuesday, and we were going to do an interview, and then I, you know, I wasn't going to lie to them. I told them that you know, what my questions were going to be about and didn't hear feedback after that. So, oh, wow. Um, that was, that, 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 that was kind of a, a little bit, um, oh, what confirmation without saying anything. Right. And it's actually, kind of, it's actually kind of funny. The guy that, the guy that Matt Brown, the guy that kind of broke that, um, on Friday, he was actually my old editor when I was doing blog stuff for, oh. uh, the SB, SB Nation for the Iowa blog. He, he was a guy that I, I went to for, um, edits on occasion. So that nice. was kind of a, yeah, I was, I was like, oh, all right, well, kind of cool. But, hey, the, 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 the thing that he's got, a subscription-based blog, newsletter like that, a substack, I mean, that's the future. Once the Missoulian, once the Missoulian finally lays me off, um, that, 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 that'll be the direction that I'm, I'm going in. So, uh, Well, they, the, the, I'm not going to say anything. I mean, Lee just furloughed a bunch of people or laid a bunch of people off. Um, but anyway, Helena lost its Carol beat writer here. Um, I'd like to know that full story. With Ryan, <laughs> maybe <laughs> off the air you can tell me. Yeah, I would say maybe, maybe, maybe off the air we can, we, we, can, we can have a chat about that one. So if if Southern Utah goes and Northern Arizona, possibly Polly Davis, maybe Sack um, to to help out the whack, obviously that would be nice. You could end up having then a North 
easier traveling Big Sky Conference. The problem, Jordy, that I potentially see is I think in the next few years you'll have Portland State and Northern Colorado drop back to D2 because of financial responsibilities, and then that leaves the Big Sky kind of you know less than half of what it was. You still have your powers with Eastern Montana, Montana State, um, but if you only have, what, six, seven schools, that changes the Big Sky dramatically. Well, and I definitely for football, but I think for basketball, too, because, I mean, the Northern Colorado, that yep. would be a big walk. I mean, Portland State's been, you know, a, a decent team, you know, at least last year, and, you know, that, that would be a loss. I mean, you know, NAU's had some decent teams. And, and like, you know, just even just, you know, trying to trying to schedule those teams just simply for, you know, seeding purposes and stuff like that, I mean, it's not the best, but, like, you know, they do usually have a – some of those teams, especially Northern Colorado, usually have a decent um, RPI or whatever metric that they're using now. I should know that, um, but you know, it, it, it'll be it'll it'll change things for other sports. And if you lose NAU, you lose one of the best cross country teams in the country. Yep. You know, I mean, like it, 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 it's other you know little things like that as well, and you know, non revenue sports and stuff like that that you know are, are still bringing in some high quality you know, athletes for the for the rest of the Big Sky because they know they'd still be able to compete against some of these teams as well. So I, I, I really think that um, if, if Southern Utah does leave and if, if Northern Colorado or Northern Arizona, you know, would, you know, drop down or drop, you know, to, to a different or go to a different conference, I really think that that's going to have a long-term impact um, on, the, on, on the Big Sky and, and not just in football. Remember like 10 years ago when everybody's freaking out because all the, the shifting and the power fives? And now it's it's almost coming back down to, to the to the big sky level. I know we're not going to see Montana and Montana State leave. I know, and that was a big talk for a long time, a decade ago. Was oh the Grizz are too good, they need to move up, which was a dumb idea anyway, um, because the WAC wanted the Grizz back when the WAC was D one, and that was just a dumb even argument. Like the Grizz were going to get smoked. And we see now the the downfall. You know they're not as good as they used to be. So, mm-hmm. well, and, and Kit Haslam is um, obvious is is the um, representative for the Big Sky for both um, the FCS athletic directors and also the um, the, the FCS Division One competitive uh, committee. I, I can't think of exactly what it's called, top, but so the so Kit, I mean, is 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 a big is you know a, a really big figure in that. Um, you know, the big sky and the SDS. So, I mean, he's going to fight to obviously keep the Grizz and the big sky and like probably try to keep, you know, some of these other teams too. So it'll just be interesting to see how the politics, you know, kind of at that level, you know, play out. And I don't have a good insight into all of those politics, but I, I, I do kind of have an idea as far as, you know, what Montana, Montana state wants. I mean, they are going to want to protect some of those, you know, rivalries and teams that, you know, they, they started to have, you know, stuff with and, so it, it, it's just the big guys is kind of a weird place um, all over, and especially now um, with you know the drop in revenue and stuff like that. It's been tough for a lot of these teams. Um, but you know, I, I know Montana and Montana State want to be in the same conference, and they do want to be in the Big Sky. So, yeah, yeah, yeah no, it'll be, Well, I appreciate yeah. the time as always, my man. Um, we went long today. I like it. You're like a plethora of knowledge today. It's all, it's fun. I you know sometimes I well I, I need more. <laughs> I, I, uh, you called me as I was coming back from the antique shop today, so uh, found some treasures today, so that was fun. Well, as much of, okay, so you, you're an antiquer, you're a hiker. How come you didn't go find Forrest Fenn's treasure? 
I, you know, I've been looking, but you know, I just, I just, I just, I just haven't put it all together yet. So, one, well, one some, these, somebody found it what two months ago, and then he just died the other day. So, anyway, well, he probably hit, he probably hit it some, he probably hit it somewhere else. So, I'm just gonna have to. Have to go. <laughs> I like it. Um, appreciate it. Hey, next week I want to get your thoughts because you mentioned Iowa. I want to talk about the wave because to me that's one of the coolest things in sports, and I want to ask you about it because I'm sure you've seen it. So, um, we'll talk about the wave. Also, the high school stuff, as we always do, um, but uh, plan on that as well. Well, in the Jets and Fire, Adam Gacy said I can put on my whole first time, long time. You know, what do you think about what the Jets are doing? To <laughs> go, uh, go full on Mike Francesca. I, guess, so. I like it. I like that. Um, I just love talking with you, man. You're the best. Uh, follow him at Jordy Hansen on the Twitter. You can call him Jordy Nelson if you want. He won't be offended. It is Jordan Hansen from the Missoulian. Appreciate it, my man, and we'll uh, talk to you next week. Always great to talk to you, Jason. Appreciate it. All right, that is uh, Jordan Hansen joining us. Jason Walker Show, Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. Uh, a little long, but it's just it's interesting when you get a different perspective on sports other than just mine. So there you go. You're welcome for that. Um, but yeah, how about Broadview Levina? Giving up 100 points in the last two weeks. Back-to-back fitties. Shields Valley and uh, Bridger. And Shields Valley is good. So anyway, um, all right. We got to do our auto contest performance of the week. We got to hand that out. And man, we saw some great ones. Tia Mercer's four goals, four assists in soccer. Um, Kylie Hartnett, seven rushing touchdowns, a state record, 348 receiving yards. Um, tons and tons of great stuff. But. We had our first state champions crowned since March. And I got to give it to, we're going to go auto contest performance of the week is our golf teams from across the state that won over the weekend. And uh, won on Friday, rather, when you go for Sentinel Boys, Bozeman Girls, Cade McDonough individually on the boys' side, Sammy Yates, Bozeman on the girls' side. McDonough's only a freshman. Think about that. Class A, Whitefish Boys, led by uh, teammates uh, Cameron Colley and Billy Smith, who Colley uh, wins in a one-hole playoff. And then uh, the Laurel Girls, who go back to back to back. And then Macy Greenwood of Corvallis with a win on the individual side. So that's our Auto Concepts performance of the week. All right, real quick, uh, this day in history. It is Child Health Day, Apple Betty Day, which is like uh, the Apple... Um, just Google it. It's like an apple crisp. Do something nice day, get funky day, and Rhode Island day. 1908, White Sox pitcher Ed Walsh, his 40th victory of the season. 1915, Ty Cobb steals his 96th base of the year. It would stand as the major league record until 1962 when Maury Wills went for 104. 1921, the first World Series radio broadcast. Yankees beat the Giants. 1932, the, the, the Detroit Falcons officially changed their name to the, the, the Detroit Red Wings, and the winged wheel is introduced. 1986, Eric Dis, uh, Dickerson runs for an NFL overtime record 42-yard touchdown. L.A. defeats Tampa. 1991, Fresno State ties a football record NCAA 49 points in the second quarter, routing New Mexico 94-17. I think Jim Sweeney was still the coach. Uh, 2003, the Cubs win their first MLB postseason series since 1908 World Series. They beat Atlanta in the NLDS, and then they lost the NLCS to that to Miami, Florida. 2004, 
rather, 2007, after years of angry denials, triple gold medal winning American sprinter Marion Jones admits she used steroids and pleads guilty to lying to federal investigators, announces retirement in a tearful apology, and then the medals return to the Olympic Committee. Happy birthdays. Ray Kroc, born on this day, 1902. Why are we talking about the McDonald's entrepreneur? Well, he was he used to be the owner of baseball San Diego Padres. 1965, Mario Lemieux was born, the Hockey Hall of Famer. Same day, Hockey Hall of Famer Patrick Waugh was born, and both in Quebec. Lemieux, born in Montreal, and Waugh, born in Quebec City. Happy birthday to KRTV Television Channel 3 in Great Falls. Debuted on this date in 1958, and Kate Winslet... Rose from the Titanic was born on this date in 1975. On this date in 1877, Chief Joseph surrendered just south of Haver in the Bears Paw Mountains, ending the Nez Perce War, also the Ne Perce. It's actually the correct pronunciation of the Nez Perce is Ne Perce, but Chief Joseph's speech, unbelievable. Um, I will fight no more forever speech. Remember that one? Um Tell General Howard I know his heart. What he told me before, I have it in my heart. I'm tired of fighting. Our chiefs are killed. Looking Glass is dead. Tahuhul Swoot is dead. The old men are all dead. It's the young men, uh, men who now say yes or no. The young children are freezing to death. Uh, I'd like to basically uh, paraphrase. I want to go look for my children, see how many I can find. Hear me, my chiefs. I am tired. My heart is sick and sad from where the sun now stands. I will fight no more forever. Unbelievable speech. From an unbelievable guy, Chief Joseph of the uh, Ney Per Se, is, uh, he surrendered on this date. 1892, the Dalton Gang surrendered. Well, not really. They ended in a shootout in Coffeyville, Kansas. And in 2001, Mike Mansfield passed away for a great Montana politician. Uh, he was born in 1903. All right. I know we're still running late. No, we're even running late. We don't have, it's not on radio. It doesn't matter what we do. We can go as long as we want. Maybe we'll go two hours some days. I don't know. Okay, let's do uh, this, though. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. Big thanks to Jordy Hansen joining us from the Missoulian. Tomorrow, Danny Sprinkle will be a guest. And uh, Nicole Ragoni will be back on Thursday. That's what she said. We're going to talk about Montana State basketball. Will there be a season in the big sky for the Bobcats? And what about playing in a bubble? We'll talk to Danny Sprinkle tomorrow here on the show. Once again, your auto contest performance of the week, the state A and AA teams and individuals that won golf titles last week. Be safe, be happy, be nice. Have a magnificent Monday night. We'll see you back here tomorrow. With Danny Sprinkle, go to JasonWalkerShow.com if you missed anything. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.